I'm, um, welcome to Petty People. <laughs> this is a show about us handling situations in life with a sense of poise and rationality. And we know everything about everything, so we can pass judgments on anything. Yeah, we just have one question, which was, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? Um, This is a podcast where we admit that uh, most of our thoughts are really just kind of, (laughs) they exist, therefore we are. It's like, this is a podcast where we we can't just let our thoughts just like sit so you know meditation and meditation where you're supposed to just like let the thought pass acknowledge the mm, thought and then let recognize it go the thought and let it go but we we didn't do that yeah i don't know can do you think people can actually do that just like have a thought and then be like yeah that's cool thank you next <laughs> apparently some people live like that yeah some people i bet some people are thinking really awful things too and they're just like this is okay yeah i think like if i felt wronged by someone i have pictured awful things happening to them but i'm never the arbiter of those awful things it's like the universe just happens to to, like swallow them up or something yeah into a black hole yeah And I feel like, I don't know, is it, is it fucked up though if people have like thoughts of them actually going in on someone with a hatchet? I think so. Yeah. Well, I don't. I think I do too. I like, (laughs) like, I don't know if your mind needs to just travel that far. Right. Like, because if it is. Self-control. And also like, why is your mind doing that? Like, who hurt you? Right. That you now have to, like, picture throwing a, a baby in the water. Like, it's, leave the baby alone. Although, I don't know. I don't, whoa, okay. I'm going down a dark rabbit hole. See, this <laughs> is how people get to those. This those, is how people yeah. get to the thoughts. They sit down on a podcast and they're like, oh, but what if this? <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, they have a Netflix documentary about you. And you're wearing a and fedora. And serial killing <laughs> But everyone's like, well, at least she was cute. <laughs> <laughs> that old Ted Bundy shit. Like, Ew. Yeah, pretty disgusting. Like, he killed people. He killed people. He's not cute. Yeah. He's not cute. And, I- like, I think, like, I did have, like, a vague interest in, like the morbid shit and like serial killers oh yeah full disclosure i had a very large interest in serial killers and yeah but But, now i'm kind of now now i feel like it's like growing and turning into a thing i think where people are like i like true crime yeah it's like i'm not sure that that's healthy for you no honestly that's not (laughs) i'm not sure if that's this direction society needs to take yeah like I, I don't I don't think because I don't think it goes far enough. I think that's the issue with true crime mm-hmm. is like it just throws all this information out there and then leaves people to gawk at it and be like, yeah. "Wow, the human psyche is insane." Yeah, but yeah. 
And what are you? Are you're not a psychologist, so you're not getting any like insane conclusions. Yeah. Based on like whatever science you've studied about the brain. Yeah. Like you're just sitting here like eating your popcorn, watching, thinking about how Ted Bundy is like so hot. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, serial killers are gross. We hate them. Ew. <laughs> but Pick a new hobby. Get a new. <laughs> It's like you're so good with all the planning it takes to murder someone and yeah. then covering up your tracks. And then you're a serial killer. So you've done it so many times. Like, you're good at this. Yeah, you can turn it on and off. And that kind of just means you, you could be good at a lot of other things. Like, music mm-hmm. also takes a lot of practice and precision. Charles Manson, coincidentally, uh, some say he was triggered by his rejection from the Beach Boys. Oh, God. He really <laughs> wanted to be a, a famous musician. Aww. And even put out an album. Well. <laughs> but he was psycho, and nobody wanted to work with him. Of course. <laughs> and then instead, his protege, Marilyn Manson, took it up. And Marilyn and, did and he great. He went far. Yeah. Yeah. He did great many things. He sucked his own dick. Exactly. In addition to the music stuff. Everybody should be more like Marilyn Manson and less like Charles Manson. Yes. If you take anything from this podcast, take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. It's just like emotions are hard. Social <laughs> things are hard. I think... My dick is hard. <laughs> Stop. 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 I can't. No. Cancel that. I, I take it back. A, that that's the thing that gets me the most. This is a dick joke. I that's, you gotta know your audience. It's <laughs> after battle. Hey, so like, what did you mean by that? Laying in bed thinking petty thoughts, thinking petty thoughts like I just all day. Walking around inside my head, the thoughts are always in my way. Like what? What's the what's what's the cutoff for you? The cutoff for when I stop caring about how old. Yeah, like the person is. Yeah, when are they just like perma old? I think 70, 70 plus. Yeah, I don't think like at that point you're old. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's like. That's or like, when you I think quali- 70 is kind of young, actually. Or not young, but like I know people who are getting up there but don't exhibit any signs of aging that I think of as old in my head. So I'm going to go with 80, actually. Hmm. Like I know some like my some of my uncles are 70 and like in the- my head they haven't changed at all since yeah. when they were 40. Yeah. So I would say 40 to 80 is its own bracket. Yeah. So the retirement age here is 65, and mm-hmm. I think it's like when you can require, or that's when you can qualify for like senior meals at Denny's. Yeah, that's a good bar. 
like 65 but at, even at that point like i'm sure they're like there are 65 year olds who don't feel yeah so i think 80 is like in in today's modern society i like, think yeah 80 yeah because to me i think i think a person is old when i start to sense a cultural gap between us mm-hmm. or it's like I have to adjust and reorient myself to their world yeah. in order to interact with them. Because they've just reached the point in life where they're like, it's no. too late. Yeah. yeah I'm done. <laughs> like, they're not going to get caught up now. <laughs> they're just waiting for the grave. <laughs> we were all thinking it, okay? But I didn't have to say it. That's, that's the point. Is that just because we were thinking it does not mean I had to put the words out there. Um <laughs> But, you know, so my petty story this week um, is about age. Uh-huh. And Thank God. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I'm the only person who's been freaking out about getting old. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it, so, it much. so much. So we're, we're in like 25 to 30 range. Mm-hmm. And I keep hearing from people who are in their 30s to 40s talking about how much they love it. And I'm like, No. Excuse me? Where is this love? How do I get to that love? I I find people my age are all like, oh my god, it's so great to be old. I have white hairs. How quaint. And it's like, <laughs> dude, really? Like, I don't know. I feel like they're doing a bit. I don't think they're being honest with themselves. <laughs> no one in no one in this I don't know. Maybe Twitter is like his own like force of nature. That's but- true. It's it's hard to judge Twitter is just kind of like a, a puddle of the world. <laughs> <laughs> We're all swimming in it. Yeah. Like a bunch of little tadpoles. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, I think that, like, aging is just a universal, like, fuck, now I'm getting closer to death. Yep. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that some people are enjoying the process of aging. I just think that's dishonest. I and think they need to start being honest, not only with themselves, but with all of us exactly, who are dealing with aging exactly. in an honest way. Like, where is the transparency here? Because <laughs> I need to know every single awful thought you've ever had about aging so that I can prepare myself for it. Yeah. So that I can be like, hey, you know, I'm not alone in this yep. process of like counting down my years until menopause. Or, I don't know, apparently if you want to sell your eggs... Oh, you have to be under, like, a certain age? You have to be under, like, 28? Because after that, you're considered a senior uterus. Oh, my God. Like, you're literally put in the bracket of, like, like whatever... Like, you know when you asked me to find what I thought was old? Yeah. Well, your uterus is... Well, my uterus is already there in two years. Three years. No matter how you see yourself, your uterus is, is different. It's a separate part of you. And that's why we must legislate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Kelsey's hair is red. She would never actually believe that. So. If you were offended by my joke, sorry. That's just how I cope with my fear of this life. <laughs> But that's also, okay. It's like how every racist has tried to cover up his racism. (laughs) So yeah, age, it's like, I'm going to put my hippie hat on here. Mm -hmm. It's like a social construct, dude. 
Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a social construct. People throw that word all around, around all the time. Okay, I'm taking my hippie hat off right now. It's, I can't keep it on Stuffy. for too long. It starts to stick. <laughs> <laughs> you Loki, just, we both just want to be hippies. Um, so like, but like, what is it, right? People throw that word around all the time. So I pulled out my sociology textbooks. I dusted them off because I'm old and it's been that long since I've taken a sociology course. (laughs) And it's something that exists not in objective reality, but as a result of human interaction. Okay. So it's like you build them, right? You create them. So it's like we're just out here like being architects here. Mm -hmm. Like just like trying to understand these human interactions. (laughs) I put my hippie hat back on. Mm -hmm. Fuck. It just got back on on its own. It like crawled up your shoulder and just put itself back. Uh, And I feel like, yeah, what sucks more than aging is maybe... People talking about it, right? People are like, no, uh, I don't want to think about it. Okay. But I don't know. Like, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's just go there. So I've got, I've gotten to see like what people are going through, but Mm -hmm. I've never like really known or understood it until Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Because like there are generational similarities but there's also like certain milestones said to be for each age. Like like one eighty two said, nobody likes you when you're twenty three. Yeah. And no, nobody likes you when you're twenty three and you still act like you're in freshman year. <laughs> there's more to that line. <laughs> Cause I don't like that either. <laughs> right. It's like grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um so the moment where this all kind of came together for me is uh, in the workplace. Um, I recently supervised somebody at work for the first time ever. Okay. I'd never been... Like your intern? Yeah, she was an intern. Um, she was 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she literally just graduated. Literally. High she, school. High school, and she was getting ready to go off to college. Yeah. I don't think I've, I don't think I know anyone that age right now. She was, yeah. She was so hopeful about the world. It (laughs) kind of warmed my soul. Were you like that at 18? No. Neither. (laughs) Nope, not at all. I think that's like just some people, like, I don't, I think there's like, that's like a different, it's like a whole personality type, like, just excited about life in high school and like uh, she was scared i'm sure but she like she she was gonna go off to study marine biology and like loved nature and you know she's just just excited about all the possibilities her future held yeah whereas like i i i kind of feel like i've just even back then i just like accepted what i had to do with like this subdued determination that I think I've actually lost since moving to America. Like, I think I'm more hopeful in life since high school. Yeah. I I think that is actually something I've noticed since growing older. Yeah. Is like, oh, like, I feel a little more agency. Yeah. Like, a little bit more like, actually. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. 
Whereas when I was 18, I was just kind of like, yeah. Like, I didn't really want to go to college. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, I'll go. I wanted to go to college, but my main thing wasn't even to achieve anything for myself. It was just like, yeah, if I go to college, I'll get out of my parents' house. I'll be alone for once. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Your only goal at the age of 18 was to be alone. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. (laughs) It's really sad, actually. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I'm so glad we're past that. I know. That's so I think maybe So maybe aging is not so bad. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm like starting to think I'm starting to get there. I'm starting to be like, wow, okay, like I'm seeing this young girl and like she's got all of these all of these person all of these personality traits in the workplace that I think I once had and also have lost. Mm-hmm. Just like the willingness to like pick a project up and take it on. And ask questions and like I think I'd got I've gotten to the point where I'm just like somebody just tell me what to do, mm. like uh, in the workplace. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just like that. That was actually the one place I think I always did really want to excel and like be yeah. well received. And, and like you had some pep because you were like, this is my career. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it was really fun working with her and. It, even at one point, I think I made, I don't remember the the line I used, but he even made a Blink-182 joke. And she was like, I love Blink-182. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cute. <laughs> I'm still in. <laughs> Determined to stay socially relevant. <laughs> and it's working. <laughs> Uh, so in that same day that this Blink-22 comment had happened, I'm like feeling good. I'm like, like, she's like, we like going out to lunch and she's respect. I'm like, I feel like she kind of respects me as an old person. <laughs> I've never had this feeling before. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're a supervisor. She's <laughs> respecting me. <laughs> Miss Stravinsky here. <laughs> <laughs> And then at one point in the day, um, she like had to switch using computers, but she had some data on her computer mm-hmm. uh, that she, she needed to keep. Um, and I suggested she put it onto a USB drive. <laughs> Did I tell you the story already? No. Okay. Um, and she didn't know what a USB drive was. Because they just upload shit to the cloud? I, like, she, she was like, yeah. She was like, what is that? And what? I, yeah. I, yeah. She doesn't I, know what this she thing She didn't is. know what, what it was. And I, I was like, trying to be cool, but I was like, wait, you don't know what a USB is? <laughs> and like, in my head, I'm just like, all right, time, time, stop taking out my piercing, stop dyeing my hair, join a bird watching club. Like, <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> And I even, t- I was like, I then also. How does she transfer data? The, the cloud, like the you said. Dropbox. Yeah. Dropbox, iCloud, okay. Google Drive. Is it really that prominent already? Yeah. Holy shit. The technological revolution moves fast. Yeah, And apparently. it's going to leave us all behind in the dust. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I thought I was at least doing well with the computers. I know. I, 
Uh, Who do you think my mom calls when she doesn't know how to do stuff with her photos? You have to stay so like technologically relevant for your mother. Okay, to be fair though, I I I see where you're like I understand where your feelings of like whoa I'm backwards is coming from. Because, yeah, like, I guess kids these days just upload shit to the cloud. But the technological advancement, it might move fast. But you still have to know how to fuck with, like, older systems. Like, you're, you still haven't passed into that age where, yes, like, USBs are completely obsolete. Yes. Obsolete. Like... Like, I think whatever generation is after us, they kind of do shoulder the burden of, like, understanding our system and also understanding their current system. Because, like, like think about, like, Apple right now. They're, they're like, out here changing up the... They don't the, even like, have USB, USB drives. Shit on yeah, us. which should have been the first indicator in my old yeah. mind. But, like, <laughs> HP computers and, like normal like windows <laughs> computers are still they're probably gonna use the usb shit for like a couple more decades yeah and honestly like i don't know like even she's gonna have to she's gonna get a job probably at a company that is still using some of the older systems because not every company in the world in the world can afford to upgrade like that right so and even from a practical perspective like the cloud is expensive yeah it's expensive to store stuff on the cloud yes you have to pay you, yeah you do run out of storage yeah whereas like you can still buy a box <laughs> to put all your stuff on yeah maybe it's 140 dollars, but it's a terabyte worth of stuff exactly as opposed to paying that much in one year for like 500 gigabytes on icloud drive yeah i feel like i take five selfies and already my icloud is full <laughs> It's like what the fuck i know and then you're you try to take another selfie and it's like storage is full and you're like oh, but i like them all and i don't want to delete any of them <laughs> Yeah, technology, 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 Daft Punk, <laughs> whatever, yeah, I said my piece, <laughs> technology, that's, right, so I'm, I was having this crisis, I had this experience, um, that was more or less my petty story because I was like having all of these feelings of like I feel <laughs> bad but also I don't think I should feel bad and also I'm not sure how to cope with this emotion I'm having because I'm having two conflicting ones and I don't know where the truth is <laughs> in my emotions. <laughs> so naturally I did what I do uh, and my strongest coping skill is just like Googling. Googling. <laughs> yep. My tried and true therapist. Just Why like, is my marriage falling apart? <laughs> Send. <laughs> Opens 20 tabs, goes through them all, feels better. <laughs> Never closes tabs. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> you Quit airing up my dirty laundry. <laughs> Um, I found one book by a sociologist uh, called Child and Society, and the Google Books had a, a free preview of 107 
out of 150 pages. So I basically <laughs> read the whole thing. <laughs> you read a whole book almost for this episode? Holy shit. I read the book for my own personal feelings right, about right, right. aging. And then I thought, I got to share this shit, man. <laughs> the world it. needs to know. I want to know. This is real. I, I usually just read like listicles. So. <laughs> it's nice that you read an actual book. 107 pages of it only. Yeah, you'll read those 40 pages eventually. So this book that I basically read all of um, had an important distinction. Oh. Uh, in aging. He phrased the distinction between children and adults as human becomings versus human beings. Okay, children are hu- human becoming. Human becomings, yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, okay, but what's being? How also, do you, how do you know when you're bead? <laughs> Am I a human bead or a human becoming? <laughs> Am I becoming? <laughs> Are we just human boars? <laughs> uh, so he does describe that. Then, of course, he's a sociologist, right? He's got to describe the concept of being, mm-hmm. uh, which and- is a stable, complete, self-possessed, and self-controlling person who merits respect. Whereas a becoming is somebody who is changeable and incomplete. So. From then, I'm still just like, uh, what's a complete person? Like, if you're defining a human being as complete, mm-hmm. what's complete? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know when you get there? What, like, like, what's my score? <laughs> Is there a, a like, human I must have score? taken a, a test <laughs> if I went from being to becoming, or what's the my other class way rank? Yeah. <laughs> I leveled up. <laughs> yeah, like what's the goal, right? Is it like to further the species, to get into heaven, to like have all your appendages still intact? Like I'm really not sure here um, what, what, what the completeness of a human being is. So I'm already kind of confused, but I can, I'm going to continue this paper and see what else this guy has to say. He goes on to talk about like, the idea that childhood and adulthood have shifted over time because of industrialization, which is true. Have I yeah. talked about Henry Ford on this podcast already? Because, like, um, basically, I talk about it all the time. Henry Ford's like the best and worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. And like, I, don't I think you have love to make analogy. I love a good Henry Ford analogy. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't think you have at least. Okay. And if I don't remember, there's sure as hell our listeners don't. (laughs) (laughs) No nerds. (laughs) Um, So he talks about how like with industrialization and like Ford's assembly line and the automation of tasks, uh, culture, our culture started moving away from farming and new roles in society emerged. Work tasks became specialized and with the new roles... They were specifically uh, built around like economic contribution. 
children didn't really need to help out at home anymore. Like they once had a role in our economic society mm-hmm. where they needed to, to like work alongside to work alongside the family. They're young, they're healthy, like they can do some physical labor that is maybe harder on older people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, instead of uh, being little farmer boys, they need to be able to be organized to get into the workplace. And so that's kind of like how like school started becoming so important because mm-hmm. you need to go to school now as a child to become a productive member of the workforce. Mm-hmm. And then there's old people, right? So like elders historically were meant to be like respected. As industrialization has chugged along its train tracks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but here in the U.S. anyways, like, elders and children are becoming really increasingly just, like, disregarded. Mm-hmm. Like, children should be seen and not heard. Nursing homes, like, abuse old people and they can't speak for themselves. Basically, every single social policy implemented by the Republicans hates young people or old people. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so to bring it back Mm -hmm. to my crisis and like aging, what are we losing here? What am I losing? Why am I so upset about this? Let's get over it, Kelsey. Okay. So one thing we're losing other than our will to live is time. Yeah. But, like, time's fake. We know that. Like, Matthew McConaughey told us it's a flat circle and that it's fine. And I believe everything he said. (laughs) Yeah. We're maybe losing out on, like, opportunities, like the thrill of using a fake ID. I'm never going to be able to use a fake ID again. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I could maybe, like, become a different person and, like, take on somebody else's identity and steal their ID and then completely change my face to look like them. But that's just a lot of that's work. That's just a lot of work. I've got other things to do. We're not that much payout. <laughs> <laughs> and I think in this modern industrial era, really all we're losing in aging is our ability physically and mentally to provide labor. Hmm. Which makes the like Republican social policies make sense because mm-hmm. all they really value... It's labor. It's labor and like being able to create it or being yeah. able to produce things. Yeah. And so, there is this idea that like you, your labor during the times that you were fit need to be enough to provide for you when you're old. Yes. But that's not always how it works. Yeah. And, they, and like then like when, po- when like, you're young, you just need to like shut up and listen to all the older people because they're going to tell you mm-hmm. how to make your labor. Mm-hmm. Or do your labor. I don't know. How to do the labor. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, that is what we're losing. Um, But yeah, I think that's why people who are older. Just the 30 through 50 year olds. Yeah. I think that's why they're so happy. Because they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. They're like, all right, I'm still, I still got it. People listen to me. I can take care of myself. I'm not relying on anybody else. And, like, you have a general purpose and idea of where your life is heading. Yes. Yeah. Which I think people in their 20s lack. Yes. Like, I think we're all kind of like, well, I guess, like, I kind of hate my career, but, like, I don't know. Like, you know, like, I think by the time you're 30, you either accept your fate 
Oh, you decide to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, that, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> See, we're architects <laughs> and construction workers of this thing called life. No. <laughs> I love my new job in construction. <laughs> I'm like trying to I'm just trying to understand aging more so I can understand like okay like well if they don't if not everybody feels this way then like what like what's going on because Rhea in reality like there yes there are cognitive differences in aging I think that's a real difference that you can cite but even with cognitive differences like the reality of it is that like no matter where what stage you're at in life like you still have the same human needs yeah like you still like need like social affection Mm -hmm. and you still need to have like a purpose even if it's different than what it once was and i think that's maybe like the fear of aging right is just losing that purpose yeah yeah you do lose purpose like i think like you spend the first half of your life trying to find purpose you kind of have it in your middle life and then you immediately lose it And, like, I think no matter what phase you're in, you're just grappling with some kind of loss. Yeah. And, I mean, even, like, when you do have purpose, like, you're just so stressed. Yep. With, like, maintaining it. That you're still, like, I don't know. Everyone needs to meditate. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) uh, my conclusion to this is that, like, as a society, we need to grow up. <laughs> grow up, grow old. Grow up and then be happy. And just like that chill is, out. And man. like stop trying like nobody's going to live forever. I'm like maybe it would be cool. Don't like we could get into the sci-fi realm of it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like yeah, I just think that like I feel like I, all of the the turmoil I was having about aging it was just like around purpose purpose yeah yeah but same i think that's good because i think i worked through that too because <laughs> technically i don't really care if my hair is going white like i have white hairs and I don't think I really care about it in terms of aesthetics. Right. But I think every time I try to talk about it, the only way I can is in terms of aesthetics and in terms of being old. But really, it's like what people can relate. Yeah. And it's like as far as I got in Mm -hmm. terms of analyzing what I'm feeling. But I think really what it is, is like that idea that like white hair symbolizes aging, which symbolizes a lack of general meaning and purpose. And I already don't have that. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad you talked about it. Yeah, I feel I'm glad I talked about it too. I I'm glad you feel better about it. <laughs> I'm glad I have a framework to think about. Yeah. It. Yeah. Cuz we're doing it, damn it. <laughs> we're aging. We're aging <laughs> whether we like it or not. Well, now that we've tackled aging and figured yeah. that out. Uh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be talking about long-term relationships. Ooh, LTR. I mean, like, long-term, not just like a, we dated, yeah, we dated for a year. 
gonna move in together but we're only looking for apartments that have month-to-month leases so you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i'm talking about long term like you are in a group chat with his mother and his brother yes i think this isn't like a here's how relationships rock and here's how they suck it's more like i think time is like a, a major point in this talk yeah time is a major time point is a major wow <laughs> our topics just connected again <laughs> without planning anyways so what constitutes a long-term relationship group chats i would say if i had to put a time limit on it i would say like three years oh. yeah i think that's fair that's around the time that you start to let your guard truly down yeah you start to see like what's what's this person all about mm-hmm. and i think especially in my relationship it's been so much about like how comfortable do i feel fucking around with this person even in terms of jokes like yeah on our first date ever josie took me to an indian restaurant <laughs> like the only one in grand rapids <laughs> I still think about it and just like the potential of roasting I could have had. But that was our first date. Like, and you liked him. Yeah, it was like the first two months. I was like, I can't already go in too hard. Like, okay, that's so cute. <laughs> but you're like, I like this guy, so I won't roast him. But I can't believe you took me to a fucking Indian restaurant. <laughs> like this morning when Josiah was dropping me off to work. I was like, I just got my period today this morning. And I was like, oh, my God, I got my period. And he was like, oh, that sucks. Can you promise not to PMS this week? (laughs) (laughs) He's kidding, obviously. (laughs) But again, like, that's the only joke that you You can only make that joke with time. Yes, you can just say that immediately (laughs) right now the what happens with time then is like you you went through fights where you were actually angry Mm -hmm. and so like you know where the bar is at of like okay like this person i know how to signal to them like when i'm actually upset and like sometimes it's like i'm done being mad so here's (laughs) so here's a, a joke here's another one yeah Anyway, so, like, obviously, like, I love this familiarity that comes from dating somebody for so long. But also, like, I've noticed that all of my single friends complain about being single and what it's like to be single and, like, having to date people who, like, show up to the first date limping and you think, oh, that's so sad and cute. (laughs) And then they show up to another date and you find out the reason they're limping is because they shot themselves in the foot. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) Shout out to Julia. (laughs) And I just feel like I don't get to, like, join in in this complaining so I just cultural FOMO. I'm just getting some cultural FOMO. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it anyway. I am doing it because my friends are doing it, and if my friends would jump off a cliff, so would I. <laughs> but I'm gonna complain about long-term relationships. Yeah. Okay. So like, you're so su- like I know when it comes to like partnerships, you're supposed to establish like healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and like you have to have your own hobbies your own mm-hmm. like be your own persons but i think like 
I don't know if this is like particular to my relationship, but I kind of think that this just happens with anybody. Like over time, you just kind of meld in together. Yeah. Like your friends start to become the same ones just out of convenience. Like your schedule, like scheduling is already so difficult. It just becomes like easier to coordinate. Yeah. It's like why, like life is already hard enough. Mm hmm why not make life easier on each other and yeah and coordinate and And just like do the same shit but then it's like that's the other point of like you're somewhat losing your individuality in the process right i don't know why we work this way but i think like i believe at our core people are social beings which is why we crave like that kind of attention yeah from other people and i think if you're not getting it out of a relationship like you're getting it somewhere you're getting else. like it somewhere. You're, don't fool yourself like <laughs> like you can call yourself an independent person all you want and maybe that's true in terms of logistics but in terms of like s- emotional and social well-being like no way dude like you're still you're still doing things that you would be doing in a long-term relationship it's just with people that you're not calling your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner yeah i mean like you still have that need yeah it doesn't yeah you can't you can't escape that the longer you date someone the more like them you become yeah or like the more like you they become yeah yeah i think that's yeah there's just like a huge like combining yeah situation that yeah. takes place yeah that's happening but at the same time you don't stop being a person yourself so you're still like thinking about things and thinking about things ways your life can change and you're still like thinking about growing up in terms of like as you grow older you're like okay 25 now what is something that like other 25 year olds are doing that i'm not yeah that signifies like maturity in a certain way yeah but if you're pushing your relationship towards growth like your partner can decide to acquiesce and be like yes this is a good thing for us yes and go along with it which is the best case scenario yeah or they can say no i fuck this i hate this and they can leave yep or they can say, yeah, that sounds good, and not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think I'm at? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Where would the biggest pettiness lie? Well, <laughs> let me let me run through the options. If it was option A, I don't think we would be talking about it on this podcast. Mm-mm. If it was option B, I think... Uh, you, we would also not be talking about it on this podcast because it would be heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not petty. <laughs> and if it, so I'm going to opt for option C. Oh, you're, wow. Yes. yes. The intuition. <laughs> you have, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah. There are certain things I have proposed in my seven year long relationship just like to i just want people to sit with that for a second too because we've talked about time and defining a long-term relationship like i don't know if you mentioned it yet but seven years seven years seven years it's a long time it's a long time like on one hand it's like we fuck around with each other so much and it's like great to have that but on the other hand it's like at what point are we gonna start taking each other seriously And also, personally, as the alpha, (laughs) 
spoiler alert. (laughs) I always am like, well, if I'm out here doing stupid shit, what about my flock? (laughs) What's going to happen to the rest of us? I'm like, I have to say no to smoking weed at 2 (laughs) a.m. I've never said no to weed. Like, I was just talking to Josiah about this today during dinner. Because I'm trying not to smoke so much, like, at least during the week. Because it makes me, it's harder to wake up and stuff. I don't know. A lot of things, obviously, but. And I was like, you can't even ask me if I want to smoke weed. Because <laughs> I will not say no. <laughs> you just have to not ask me that. It's the burden of being both the alpha and like down for whatever. I know. <laughs> and it's like so unfair that I'm the alpha because I have these like simple fucking requests. Okay, so so let's, yeah, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. We've got... A, I want to know exactly what happened. Okay. <laughs> Clutter doesn't has not bothered me historically. Like, me and Josiah met when I was in college. I was 19 years old. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if you were going to, like, go into any... Yeah. ...thing on, like, why you've come to the conclusion that you're the alpha in your relationship. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I'm the alpha in my relationship. Or, like... I think I'm, like... I have become the alpha for these topics. Oh, interesting. Okay. Where like what I say kind of goes mostly because he's never had an opinion on this. Oh, oh. But not because like I have the stronger, I only have the stronger opinion because I have an opinion. Which is making you the alpha in this scenario thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, I misunderstood. I'm like, damn, Duran's about to go in. Like, but I, I didn't think, ask I think that's for a, this sort of leadership. Okay, I think that's an important distinction to make because some, I think some people could listen it and think. Like, yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I thought. I. Yeah. That's. I'm glad you asked that question because I don't think I'm like the general alpha. But like you, but you are very aware of the moments in which it is. It becomes more obvious that like yes. you're influencing the decision. I haven't. Like I haven't been very. St- like, and I think even that was a thing when you and I, and we all moved in together, I think we both, we all have like a certain standard of like for clutter and cleanliness yeah. and stuff. But I think there are certain things that get to me more than others. And one of those things is the toilet seat is never down in our house. What the fuck? There's two women living here and one man. Men sit down when they poop. <laughs> yeah, you you also sometimes have the toilet seat down. It's not like you don't know what that's that need is exactly. like. Exactly, it's not like I don't know. I, this is just not what we do as men. Have but, some toilet seat empathy. I know, and you're living with two women. Like, it would be one thing if I was like outnumbered in this, because I remember like in college, like his house. Yeah. The seat was always up. But it was all men. And it was all men. And I never made a stink about it. I thought about it, and I thought about how disgusting their rim was, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'm trying to put it down. Like, whatever. And now I just kind of feel like, put it, put the damn toilet seat down. This is like, this is so prevalent. (laughs) I know. (laughs) What is it? Why? I I don't understand, like, because it's, 
like if you really do the math so there's three people living in this house Mm -hmm. we all poop and pee so that's and both of us poop and pee sitting down yes so that's so we all times two is four so that's four for pooping and peeing sitting down we'll add one more for josiah because he also poops sitting down so there's the only time the toilet seat needs to be up is one out of six times when he pees. That is basic math. You did it. Like, <laughs> you just, just you just solved the issue. And it's petty, right? At the end of the day, it's yeah. not a big fucking deal. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, calling in the lawyers over this. Yeah. But the math is there. <laughs> the math, you can't, you can't lie about numbers. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. Also, I just don't like looking at it, you know, like that. Too. Like, I'm sorry that you have to look at it when you pee. That must be really hard for you to look at, like all the dried shit <laughs> on the underside. I know that too. But I don't want to look at it at every least... time I walk in there to put it down. You know, it's like obviously somebody had diarrhea. Can you please give them the privacy and put the damn seat down? <laughs> So they're not reminded of it every <laughs> single time. And like, I tried and I tried and I tried. So I tried the nice way. I yeah. tried the hard way. One time I tried and he was like, oh, I do put the seat down, but it's the hobbitses. Oh. <laughs> the hobbitses. The hobbitses, they keep putting the seat up. Well, they have been known to meddle <laughs> in such things. I've just, like, even watched it happen. Like, <laughs> he's just, like, on his phone. He's not even looking to see no. if he's aiming or not. He's just, he's just, like, on his, he's just, like, scrolling. He's just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Being and the pee. <laughs> and that piss is just... And then... And then just flushes the toilet, washes his hands, walks out. At least well, he washes, he washes his hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, count your blessings. Yeah. <laughs> Do you put the lid down when you flush? Before or after? Like, if, say you took a shit and then... Do you put the lid down? I not, put- not the toilet seat, but just the whole lid. When I take, when I take a dump, I put the toilet lid down before i flush same because okay, <laughs> i'm like poop particles gross i know that's why we have toilet seats duh like <laughs> yeah that and cats but like <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like i don't even feel like we're in a point in our relationship where i can enforce the toilet lid down rule anymore because oh. i'm like i'm still trying to get him to put the seat down seat down yeah it's like you're working through each piece of the toilet one by one yeah just like let's start easy and then we'll go to the lid because <laughs> i think like at least with a toilet seat i can be like look people fall into the bath and into the toilet like something i have sound you it. yeah there's math like it's a stronger argument there's yeah. shit streak sometimes like nobody wants to look you know like all this data that i have whereas for the lid it's just like Poop particles fly everywhere when you flush it. <laughs> He's just gonna reject that. He's like, "What kind of poop are you making?" Flying around. So no, I agree. Yeah, the toilet seat needs to be down. <laughs> Honestly, like, and I think that's where like my whole point with being the alpha comes in is like, 
I don't think I'm like the intrinsic alpha. I'm just like alpha because I You're got to this idea yeah. first and uh, I'm pushing it. Okay. And by default, because he's never thought about this or expressed an opinion about this, like it's now my thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And I also do think there's something like cute and like exciting about being like, Actually, now we're the kind of couple who keeps the house clean. And then, like, having that as a goal. And, like, yeah. And having somebody to share. Yeah. Even the most normal-ass goals with. And I think, like, like sharing, like, stupid little goals is is a cool thing about being in a partnership. I think that's really cute. (laughs) I do, too. But it's not as easy when it comes to, like, convincing your partner to be cute with you. (laughs) Sometimes it's the hobbitses. They won't let him be cute. (laughs) So then I made a pros and cons to being single. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Let's hear them. Let's do the pros first. Pros to being single. Okay. Pros to being single is the first one that comes up for me, I think, is freedom to make out. With whoever you want. <laughs> Make out and have sex with as many people, maybe even all the people at once. <laughs> and then like figuring out what you wanna eat or what you wanna watch on TV is not a big deal. That one honestly I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you can I know, and I feel jealous. Like sometimes you're just like talking to me about these like trash shows you're watching, and I'm like, that must be so nice to just like sit in bed and be like Vampire Diaries. <laughs> That's what's up tonight. And I, in some ways, I think it makes me a better person because I'm not watching as much trash TV. Yeah, that's where the growth part comes in. But also, I somewhat sometimes feel like, where's my agency? I want it back. <laughs> agency to watch garbage. Yes. I know. I know it sounds stupid, but it's No, like, that's fuck. real. That's real. <laughs> um, and then, no, you don't have... Number three. Oh. You have no obligations to your partner's family. It's like one of those things like, oh, do they want you to come over for Thanksgiving? Christmas? Yeah. What if I want to do my own thing for Christmas? But then, like, now you have to offend a bunch of people to do your own yeah. thing for Christmas. Yeah. Um, number four is spontaneous. <laughs> That's all I got. Spontaneous. <laughs> combustion. <laughs> Pros. When you're single, you spontaneously combust. combust. <laughs> or... <laughs> Or just, like, you can skip town, or you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you can travel. You don't have to be like, hey, I'm going here. Does that, is that fine? Are you going to feel lonely? <laughs> like, there, like, I'm not saying that, like, I've ever felt like I needed to stay here. But just, just the, like, checking in. But I or have, like, yeah, like, the checking in or just feeling like, okay, if I'm gone, what's he going to do? Or... You know, like, this... yeah, just like, hey, or like, just get the heads up. It's like, yeah. it's not that you feel like you couldn't yeah. or wouldn't do it, but that you have to give somebody a heads up mm-hmm. so that they can plan accordingly. Yeah. Based on so your that, life. And also like giving them enough time to plan things. Yeah. 
it's not i never feel like my partner will be angry with me no yeah but it's more like it's just like i care or like it's this courtesy thing it's a courtesy thing but that's taking up like mental energy Mm -hmm. yeah um number five if your pros of being single forever and i think this is more like a long-term thing Mm -hmm. you don't have to share your retirement money with anyone true you just cash out cash out condo on my wrist girl i'm cashing out (laughs) yeah you just like get a huge lump sum at 65 yeah your money is your money number six nobody's stealing your jokes and acting as if they came up with it oh my god honestly a big tension in my relationship (laughs) always stealing my jokes that's that one's unforgivable i know (laughs) i don't even have any excuses for this one you should have cue cards like joanna this would be a good time for you to make that joke i'm thinking about it i would like to make it <laughs> yeah i know exactly it's so petty right yeah it's like, i remember when i made that joke and it was pretty funny but like and i guess i should have thought about making it again but didn't like, think about it first you lose <laughs> But thank you for recycling where's, my joke. Where's his flout? <laughs> joke. Joke. Do you not remember? <laughs> well, that's all I had for the pros of being single. If you had anything to add. Um, the pros of being single. Um. <laughs> okay, cons. Cons of being single. You can choke and die in your sleep and no one will find your body for a couple of days. <laughs> um, two. When you have like a depressive episode and then like self-isolate... I don't know. Like, I feel like every time I've done this, I've always had, like, really good reasons for, like, why I'm, like, alone in my room constantly, weeks on end. Sometimes it's a thing, like, I'm working on a music video. It's really important. (laughs) It's never that important. There's always something bigger going on. But you can just... There are ways to come up and justify anything. I mean, I know it's on your con list, but I'm really good at that. (laughs) No, I'm too. (laughs) And it's a con because, like, in the process of this episode, like, you've lost all your friends. Yeah. Especially, obviously, like, if you've lived in the same town for a long time and you disappear for a month, like, okay, maybe you haven't lost all your friends. But if you're someone like me... Who moves around, yeah. I move so much that, like, the longest I've stayed in a location has been four years. That if I go out like that, (laughs) like, I don't have any friends left. Yeah. And that's where it's nice to have a partner who, like, gives you your space to do that kind of shit. But then also knows when it's time to pull you out. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah and it's like, yeah, just, just having someone to check if you still have a pulse. Number three, that's the con of being single, is chores just take twice as long. Like, yeah. I genuinely think that, like, chores are one of those things in any relationship that you got to just be doing the shit together yeah like what's the fucking point like nobody likes to do chores single people have to do chores alone that's interesting point couple 
You can just share it. It takes half the time yeah. that it would take one person to do it. Learn to do it together. Do it well. And get it done. Number four con. So when you're 65 and have all that retirement money and you're still single, you, <laughs> you have to go to Bora Bora alone. <laughs> Imagine that. Sad. Oh. Sad. Mm. And another con that I found is like, you don't have anyone to test run your jokes with. <laughs> like, a lot of times, that's the only reason I know a joke is good is because I've done it before. Ah, <laughs> the trick single, you just have to do it live. And then just... And flounder, yeah. if it sucks. Yeah. So, I think my conclusion is that I think having done all of this thinking... Mm-hmm. seeing what my friends are doing mm-hmm. seeing where I'm at mm-hmm. thinking about the pros and cons <laughs> got the data yeah I think I think I'm okay where I'm at <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I I don't think all of this needs to be let loose into the world <laughs> basically the world is not ready <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're young and confident and excited about the world and then, like, to just, like, have the world beat you down (laughs) (laughs) and then be alone and be like, all right, now I've got to build it all back. Like, I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) God. So basically, I'm so sorry for feeling petty. <laughs> but also, like, That's to sweet. give you some insight about what it's like on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm, I'm glad you gave that insight because I think it's important for people. Because it's so easy to be like, the grass is greener. And like... I know, which is what I do, too. And it's easy, <laughs> like, at, like... To be older and jaded and be like, okay, like, I've just resigned myself to this life, which I can do, but I also don't have to. It's like, no, like, the issues I'm going through, I'm going to go through them regardless of whether I'm partnered or not. Uh And, like, it's important to know that, like, it comes down to how you communicate about it. It It really does. I think, like, being able to talk about your shit is so important. And I think that's really been my conclusion. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any petty stories you would like to share, please write to us. We still have not <laughs> shared the one story that we, we keep asking people to write to us and haven't even shared the one that we have. We will. We will do we it. We will. We will. But we just have so much else to say. Um... <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline, Diana, Eve, for our theme song. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you can write write to us at pettypeoplepod at gmail.com. Yeah. And I don't know. Just, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Keep processing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. I have to pee so bad. Petty, 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 petty,
try saying it in a different way? 